And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This headline podcast is presented by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Breaking news from The Athletic. This is David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty from The Athletic. The Braves made a move for Jock Peterson. Big move for the, uh, you know, this is before everybody gets carried away. This is not the move. This is not the move they think is going to put them over the top or whatever. This was a pretty good move to be able to play one game without Ronald Acuna. That's all you did. You played one game without your superstar before you added a guy who's not off some scrap heap, who's not a guy you bring up from AAA, he's not somebody else that was languishing on the bench somewhere. You got a guy that personally, if you go back and listen to the podcast last winter, I thought the Braves should have signed Jock Peterson. I thought he would have been a good free agent signing. I think it's a good trade for giving up what you did. Uh, an A-ball prospect who was struggling at age 23 and high eight. Yeah, I, mean, Eric, I like it. I just like it because if you're starting to trade first baseman, it means you feel good about signing Freddie back. Yeah, and well, I, I it's a good sign to some people. I personally have never felt like, like they weren't going to sign Freddie. I know for a couple of weeks there, it was starting to be like, I'm starting to think I go from 100% to maybe, is there even, maybe there's a small chance they don't bring him back, but I've never felt like, uh, they were leaning in that direction. It was good. I just, I, I've never understood why it's taken so long, but I've never lost faith that they would get it done just because it makes no sense, business sense, PR sense, uh, competitive sense, not to bring him back and resign him. And after talking to Freddie last week in Miami, I was convinced because the way he casually mentioned talking to Alex Anthopoulos, he said, yeah, I talked to Alex the other day. He was down watching the boys at Rome uh, you know, nothing's changed, uh, you know, nothing's changed at all about my desire to be here. And to me, if Freddie had any, Freddie at that point would have been like, he would have just been no comment or he would have been, yeah, I don't know why it's taking this long. I'm frustrated. I, I, you know, I'm starting to think, you know, they don't want me back. He never said anything like that. It was always nothing has changed about how I feel about this organization and my desire to be here. So I've I've never lost uh, the belief that they would resign him, and I and I. Bryce Ball I thought was more of a DH for the future, if anything, and and it was apparent from the way he was hitting at high A that he was at least a couple three years away, and that would that's assuming that he put that it together, and, yeah. yeah, because it obviously wasn't so far. He just he wasn't producing in in high A, uh, and this is not a high school kid, you know, that's only been in the minors a couple of years out of high school. It's a guy that. You know, a lot of he's older than a lot of major leaguers. So anyway, I thought Jock Peterson's good, good, uh, good addition. He can play you average to above average defense, uh, has a ton of raw power. And I mean, we've seen when he gets hot and we see what he does in the postseason every year. He's hitting the postseason. He's got a thousand OPS in three World Series. And we're not talking about, you know, five games. We're talking about three World Series with the Dodgers. Um, he's got a thousand OPS. And he killed the Braves in a couple of postseasons as well. So he could definitely hit, uh, has tons of power against righties. He had 36 home runs in 2019, 36 against right-handers that year in like four days. Every single one of them. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, he probably didn't face too many lefties. No, he's faced more lefties this year than he faced the last two years combined this year with the Cubs because he wanted to go somewhere where he's going to get a chance to play against some lefties. So he's faced a lot of lefties this year. Hasn't hit for any power against them, but he's hit for a higher average in OBP against them than he has against righties. So he's got some weird splits this year. So we'll see. We'll see what he does. But uh, definitely better than what you would have been do- going doing without him. You are, you're trying to piece it together with a bunch of – I mean – frankly, a bunch of bench players and journeymen. Yeah, I mean, that's the way I look at it. I don't really analyze it like, you know, this is some big move that puts them over the top or you just, you look at your options. Yeah. And it wasn't, there's not a better option than him just sitting in AAA waiting for their opportunity. Yeah. So you got a chance to fill a hole that just came out of nowhere and you made it happen pretty quick, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of surprised that they were able to get it done given that you're at the All-Star break and then you got the draft this year in the middle of the All-Star break, which you, before you would have had a lot more downtime during the All-Star break if you didn't have guys out there or whatever. But they had to do the draft this year for three days. Yeah. So to get it done is pretty impressive um, for both teams. Tells you about the Cubs, how much they're ready to start selling guys off too. Well, and uh, their schedule gets a lot easier. You know, yeah, they're not they're not in the in the boat the Braves are in. They're playing under 500 teams for a little while. The, you yeah, know, I, for the Braves, this is kind of crunch time. Where if you have a rough couple weeks, yeah, maybe maybe you Absolutely. know, I mean, it could look really bad. Or if they if they tear it up for a couple weeks, then you can go get make that big move that that you you know you're going to go for the playoffs. And that's the most important thing I think. Bottom line, what what everyone should keep in mind is the Braves are starting this stretch that we've talked about coming out of the break against the Rays beginning tonight, three games, three games against the Padres. Then you go on the road, nine games and eight days against the Phillies and the Mets, the two teams that are ahead of you in the standings. So yeah. this two weeks is really make or break time. Yeah. You didn't want to go into it with that outfield that you'd started the game with Sunday when you, then the first nine guys struck out in that game. And the, the rest of your outfield this year, I saw a stat has like, a lot less home runs than Acuna alone has. All your other outfielders combined. You had to give yourself a chance during this, yep. a better chance during this two-week stretch before you decide whether you make real moves where you start to give up multiple real top prospects, which if the Braves stay in this or make ground on the Mets, I think they'll do. But if they don't, if they if they come out of the shoot and lose four out of six to you know the Padres yeah. and the Rays – and then lose three or four out to the to, in a five game series against the Mets, and you fall six eight games back. Then I think Alex will probably make that tough decision where they're not going for it. But right now they think they got a chance, and and why not? They're four games back with seventy some to go, and the Mets have shown no signs of pulling away. So this, yeah, this gives you a better chance to play this two week stretch. Yeah, and you know, like if if you got your full squad, Ian just got hurt, Acuna's hurt. Soroka's gone. Azuna's doing what he's, you know, he's, he's dealing with. What, I mean, you just, if you got your full squad and you're five or six back, you know, maybe yeah. you say, all right, you yeah. know, we, we could turn this around. But when you have as many guys missing as, as they have right now and, and they've right. played the type of year they've had where things just haven't gone their way, then you're six or seven or eight back. It's like, you know what? It might be time to regroup a little bit. But right. If they, if they can take this squad and just stay in it, then you can say, you know what, we can get a little better here. We can get a little better there. We get Darno back and, in, in a couple get, of three weeks. Yep, make we a get run Inoa for back it. soon after that. Yep. And all of a sudden you're going, why not? I mean, yeah. And, and those who say, yeah, but they can't win a World Series. That's no team looks at it that way. 
if you can win your division and get in the postseason, anything can happen. Anything can happen. And, and, and these are businesses. These are run as businesses and you make a lot of money by getting to the postseason. Yeah. you know, you not just and you lose a lot money. by throwing in the towel. Cause your exactly. attendance is just your walk-up crowds are going to suck the rest of the year. The Braves have the battery connected to their place. So they even have more that's magnified. That effect of losing a walk-up crowd is magnified with the that's Braves. A great point. And with all these other teams that are starting to build these villages like the battery around their parks. Yep. Now, all of a sudden, you're not just losing, you know, 10, 15,000 maybe of game and a big game for walk-up crowd and all the concessions and all the, and the jerseys and ball caps that you sell at the ballpark. You're also losing all that walk-up to all those place businesses that you have a piece of at the battery. So, yep. and then when I'm talking about next year's effect on next year's season tickets, the difference between going to the postseason and throwing in the towel in July what it does to next year's season ticket base. These are big businesses decisions. So it yeah. would not be good business decision to throw in the towel right now. And the Braves people said the Cubs are doing it the right way. Why can't the Braves do what the Cubs are? The Cubs have got a bunch of guys that are going to be free agents. They got to rebuild and restock this thing. There's no reason they they just lost 11 in a row and they're eight yeah. games back. There's no way they're catching the Brewers. So there's no reason to hold on to these guys that are going to be free agents and they're not going to resign them all. They might hold on to a guy like Baez if they're going to resign him or Rizzo if they're going to resign him or whatever, you know, or Brian, but they're not going to resign all these guys. So, and they weren't going to resign, you know, Peterson was on one year deal with the option. So that's uh that's the difference between those teams. The Cubs need to knew they can't hold on to all these guys and just have them all walk as free agents. Yeah. And if they but, look at the Brewers, they know the Brewers are better than them. You yeah. know, like, you know, you know, you're not catching them, but in the East, man, I don't. I mean, I don't. Even as bad as it's been for the Braves, I don't look at the Mets and say that's a way better team. Yeah. They can't beat. Yeah, they it's got the wrong. But it's for me. It's always just about getting your foot in the door and giving your city a, just that playoff experience because you can just like you said, man. Season tickets next year, people showing up next year, just having excitement for the team in the city, especially after what the Hawks did. Yeah, and your young players, that experience they get going to the postseason, have being in a postseason drive, that's invaluable, man rather than throwing in the towel right now and, and, the, and the mood in the clubhouse that would be for the last two and a half months of the season. <laughs> yeah, you think Freddie was looking maybe unhappy early on, watching yeah. when he's playing for nothing. You know? Right. Thanks for joining our breaking news coverage. Go to the Athletics Headlines section for much more on this story. And to hear more, ask your Google Assistant to play news from The Athletic. You can also visit theathletic.com slash pod to join for just $3.99 per month. That's theathletic.com slash headline pod to join for just $3.99 per month. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.